great. All right. Hey, everybody. So we're back to Zoom this time. We've been playing with some other programs, and I'm not real happy with the sound quality of those either. So we're doing Zoom again. But this is episode 11 of Myth and Monsters. Yeah. So it's New Year's Eve when this comes out. Yeah. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy yeah. almost end of 2020. Thank God. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's been quite a year. It has been quite a year. I'm looking forward to 2021, although I'm afraid it's not going to be much different. I don't think it will be. However, I think there is, you know, there's the prospect of it improving since mm -hmm. we have this vaccine coming out. So, That's you know, true. 2020 started the coronavirus, 2021 will hopefully start to see the end of it. Um, so there is that. I hope so. It's been a long, long year. It sure has. So for this Myth and Monsters episode, we're going to do New Year's superstitions. Yeah. And the Turnbull Canyon mm -hmm. out in California. Mm -hmm. So you go first because I really, really want to hear about these New Year's superstitions. All right. There are some weird ones that I've never heard of before. Okay. Um, so I think they're pretty interesting. And since it's New Year's, you know, I have I have time to go and fix it. I don't know about y'all if y'all are not <laughs> listening to this yet, but we'll see. Um, so the first one is your underwear color. Uh, so in Bolivia, the color of the underwear that you don on New Year's Eve is what will ultimately seal your fate for the new year. Oh, Lord. Um, there is a color code uh, online okay. somewhere. I didn't look it up. I was not that invested so into this underwear thing. Bolivia? Bolivia. So yes. we look up Bolivia underwear colors. I imagine well, so. I don't know that that would pr you know, produce a very <laughs> good search. <laughs> you know, I don't know that it would either. Uh, but for example, you know, sporting red underwear would uh, mean passionate love could be heading your way come January 1st. Okay. Um, yellow underwear symbolizes happiness. Green means prosperity. White. What about black and white polka dot <laughs> you know i don't have that on my notes i so. guess i need to go change my underwear i guess you do are you going to do the black and white polka dot thing only if i can find out what it means you what could if, just wing it what if it means something horrible we'll just see what happens i don't know listen we got coronavirus this year next year it could be raining cats i don't know <laughs> and that's what it'll be my fault because that's what black and white polka dot yeah. underwear stands for yeah exactly okay so that's that one, which that's I thought cool. was really interesting. Yeah, I like um, that one. Because I've never paid much heed to the color of my underwear on New Year's mm -hmm. Eve. I Yeah, never. Okay. I don't think once. Okay. Um, the second one is uh, labeled Set Fire to the Past. And I like this one. Uh, so Ecuadorians do this every year on New Year's Eve to ensure that their New Year is not weighted down with baggage. Okay. Um, like they burn their house down? Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, don't, let's not get hasty well, here. Okay, That's called explain. arson. Uh, yes. Explain <laughs> to me this burning down the... So apparently Ecuadorian locals gather one or more, one or multiple, oh geez, my notes, uh, one or more photographs that symbolize everything they don't want tagging along into the new year and burn them. Oh. Um, so while scarecrows are set on fire to ward off evil spirits. So it's just getting rid of all the negative, getting rid of you know, anything that you do not want to follow you into the new year. I kind of like that. We used to do something similar when you all were kids. I don't know if you remember. We'd take a bay leaf and I had those metal marker pens and you would write a word. The, the opposite though, it was more for what you wanted in the new year. Oh, so like something that you're bringing with yeah. you. So, like or like prosperity or mm -hmm. happiness. And you'd mm -hmm. write that on the bay leaf and you'd throw it in the fireplace because mm -hmm. we'd always have a fire. It's usually chilly here. And the smoke would go out to the universe and it would, it would help us bring what we've asked for. I do not remember that. Not yeah, at I think all. you were little. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like little, little, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't, I don't remember that. Yeah. 
so the third one I actually knew um, a little bit about just because of some offhand comments that my previous boss has made. Hmm. So it's, it's about eating grapes on the new year. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So in Spain, rather than noisily clinking glasses or exchanging kisses or whatever, you know, that we typically do here in the U S everyone eats 12 grapes to symbolize the 12 months ahead. According to food Republic, eating the grapes guarantees starting off the year with a little adrenaline rush. The goal is to eat them all within 12 seconds after the new year begins. Can can you eat them in the form of wine? No, that doesn't count. That's (laughs) too bad. Very too bad. But my last boss is from Spain and she made a comment one year when I was working for her about, oh, well, I got to get the grapes. And I was like, I have no idea what that means, but I didn't ask. And this now makes a lot more sense. (laughs) That's so interesting. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Which actually, I just saw that she's on her way back to Spain. So she and her entire family got tested like three times. So they could hop on a plane okay. and go to Spain. So okay. that's what they're doing for the new year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, number four is one that I think we're all pretty familiar with here in the U.S. Uh, the kiss at midnight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So kissing a significant other or, you know, the random stranger, you know, cute stranger or whatever uh, that happens to be standing next to you when the ball drops at midnight can mean good things for your love life in the future. Um, so it's good to start off the year with affection and and all that jazz. Kisses. And kisses. I like kisses. Uh, the fifth one is eating, about eating for the new year. So what types of foods that you eat? Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, so rumor has it that if you go into the new year eating greens or any kind of beans, there's a chance for the next 12 months to bring a major financial gain and luck. Yeah, here in um, in the South United States, uh, we have... Hoppin' Johns, which are black-eyed peas cooked with onions, and um, usually I add rice to them. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is. So Hoppin' Johns for luck, and then you're supposed to eat greens, like collard greens. I'm not a big collard green fan, so I always make spinach, which I like. I make creamed spinach for the money. Mm -hmm. So we've done that here in the South United States. Yeah. 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 So super good. I think you know, that's one that I see a lot of memes about. It's like, oh my God, everybody, please eat your beans and, and mm. greens. We needed better 2021. So, <laughs> yeah, we didn't eat enough last year. I got to make double the batches. Oh, that sounds great. I'll take it <laughs> home with me. I'll continue to eat that luck. Now, Daddy and I can't eat them. We're on keto. We can't have oh, black eyed beans. You got to eat at least one bite. Yeah, we'll have to have some. At least one. Yeah, you know, we were on keto last year and we didn't eat very much because of this. So it's our fault. 2020 is our fault. No, oh no. Listen, don't claim that. I know. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, so the next one is about doors. So if you open all of your doors at midnight on New Year's Eve, it will help you to literally embrace the whole out with the old and with the new mantra. Um, so by doing so, you're showing that you're ready to let go of the bad from the year past, which 2020 has had plenty of yeah um and embrace the potential for the good in the next 12 months to come which i think there's also potential for a lot of good in the next year yeah i i like that idea i think we need to do that except for we had a possum hanging around the other night he might decide to come in <laughs> possums are not bad critters they're mostly they're very just cute. scared yeah they're very cute but I they love can't... those little pointed nose and they they're, they're, at they're, they're, they're so cute they're something i used to catch them uh for my job really yeah and uh they don't carry rabies which is really nice okay. um and they're mostly just terrified so they'll just sit there so they don't Hits actually the even really dead. right if i don't move they'll think i'm dead yeah exactly and then they <laughs> eat ticks possums are good things i didn't know that yeah. they're adorable oh they're great they're great so, so it'll be okay if he comes in the front door. Well, don't, no, don't let him in the house. <laughs> He's not a cat. <laughs> well, he might be better than our cats. Sometimes our cats are demons, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's very fair. 
Um, yeah, we have five cats in the house right now. Uh-huh. It's a lot of cats. And two chihuahuas. And two chihuahuas. Uh, so. We don't have the dachshund right now, though. Oh, that's true. It's one less dog. <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of critters. Yeah. So the next one is uh, about cleaning and refreshing your home. So according to Chinese New Year traditions, clearing out a messy home is considered good luck. Um, however, there's a catch. Apparently, while Chinese tradition is all for giving your living space a deep clean prior to the new year, there's a specific way that you have to do it. Sweep the home inward, collect the dirt, and then dispose of it out the back door instead of the front door. I kind of like that. I do too. Although, as long as you don't do it on New Year's Day, because I've heard another superstition where whatever you do on New Year's Day is going to be representative of what your year is going to be like. So if you're cleaning, you're going to end up cleaning all year long. And I don't want to clean all year long. It's pretty much my job to clean. I feel like I'm a manager at a lab. That's, so that's true. I feel like I can, I'm probably safe cleaning on New Year's Day. I'm going to watch football. Well, that's, that is very, true. that'll be my 2021 <laughs> watching football. football. Um, and also on that note with cleaning and sweeping the witchcraft um, ideas of how you sweep like you said, there's mm -hmm. a way to do it. Right. There is a certain way. You remember that? Don't charm? you have to do like east to west? I, I there is a way, and it's I don't like know what it is. It's like the way with like the you know the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. Yeah, maybe. But there was that charmed episode when they went back in time and yeah. learned their history, and and um, I had looked it up after that because of our writing being urban right, fantasy right. writers. Um, that's an actual thing. Yeah. So neat. Just don't do it on Christmas Day unless I mean, New Year's Day. Oh, New Year's Day, yeah. unless you want to be cleaning all year, which actually, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing. It's probably not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so the next one is another one that's really, really popular here in the U.S. and probably around the globe, but I never have really looked into it, but it's uh, toasting your glasses. Mm -hmm. um, so making cheers. Oh, the catch on this one, I knew there was a weird thing about it. Don't use water. So Huffington Post reports that you're actually better off clinking empty glasses than ones filled with water. And this superstition dates back to ancient Greek mythology when people would toast to the dead with glasses filled with water. So basically, if you toast with water, you're saying, I wish you dead. <laughs> Which I feel like is probably not something you want to do for guests in your yeah, home. Probably, probably not. Or family, you know. Sometimes when Maybe family, family. <laughs> have been together over the whole holidays, they're ready to kill each other. So it's possible. What are you saying? I didn't know that. <laughs> I love my family. Oh, sure. And and my glass always has wine. That's in it. fair. So, so you never do toast with water. Okay. I'll remember that. Uh the ninth one that I've got is about, you know, make some noise. Um, so I know oh. when we were kids, we used to jump on mm -hmm. bubble wrap to make as much noise as possible at twelve AM and you had four of us little monsters. So that yeah. sounds exhausting. Um, especially at midnight as a parent of four. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> Lots of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. But uh, this will apparently scare away the evil spirits from entering your life in the next year. Um, so yeah. Yeah. On that line, I know um, one of Courtney's friends from the past, I don't remember who it was, but um, she would say that you would take out pots and pans and clang them oh, together. Yeah. You'd actually go out into the streets, I guess, to scare away the Spirit like evil spirits or oh well there so we spoke about charmed a minute ago yeah and the there's another charmed episode where she's running through the house like smacking pans on each other i, I remember to that get one. rid of evil spirits i remember i remember yep, her yeah and she she's like doing screaming that. as she's walking through and it's like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah so same idea that for new Phoebe, year's right yes yes i love phoebe <laughs> absolutely 
Um, and then my last one is about comings and goings. So the first person to enter your home in the new year will foretell the type of company that you keep in the new year. Interesting. So be aware of who you're letting into your home first. How do you keep, so you, you can't come in. Sorry. The house is a wreck. You can't come in. Thanks for coming. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Here, have some food. <laughs> right. Food always oh, makes people and then happy. My house is a wreck, so you can't come in and I can't clean it because it's New Year's Day. <laughs> I like the way this is going. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I like I only it. have water to toast. I can't do it. <laughs> you know what? And second thought, come on in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's all I got. So those were like some 10 New Year's Eve superstitions. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love those. Yeah. That that was cool. Mine is not got really anything to do with the New Year's, but I found it really interesting. It's Turnbull Canyon in California. All right. And it is located between the suburban city of Whittier and the city of industry, which based on its name, I assume is like a, you know, a, a place that has a lot of businesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is about 49,000 acres of scenic scariness. That's a lot of acres for scenic scariness. Yes. It's named after a drunken Scottish immigrant who was murdered in the area. Oh, well, all right. But I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. So before even that happened, um, if, if you're looking for a myriad of, of weirdness, this is the place. I'm sorry, your father just texted me and it, it distracted me. <laughs> wow. He said, okay. And I don't remember what it was that I texted him. It doesn't so, matter. <laughs> anyway, um, it has a history of Satanists, kidnappers, ghosts, an insane asylum, tragedies, and allegedly a gravity hill. Well, I suppose it is 49,000 acres. So there's That's a lot a of lot. space for things. All to these things. Some residents of the area have called this a landlocked Bermuda Triangle. Mm. So that's interesting. This dates back to the Native Americans who, 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 who first lived here in Southern California. They called it, and I'm sorry for butchering this, Hutunga, which supposedly means the dark place or the place of the devil, which I don't know that they had a term specifically devil right. in their culture but evil right because sure. well, devil is more like christianity yeah based, yeah so. so but place of evil i'm sure right um when the spaniards moved into the native american lands they attempted to convert the indigenous people to catholicism those that wouldn't convert they murdered oh how nice of and them buried them in mass graveyards on this land it's actually pretty rude yeah very rude uh, in 1845, the Spanish governor of Alta, California, deeded the land to William Workman, who ran a fur trapping business. Now, at this time in our history, there was tension between the Spanish who wanted land in this new world and the United States who was trying to gain traction and land in this new world. And so this William Workman was kind of a, a subtle, uh, a, not a treaty, but an agreement. I guess he was friendly with the Spaniards and he was United States. So they agreed that this was okay for him to have okay. this land. All right. Um, he was not well liked by the natives. They had already dealt with the injustices of the Spaniards coming in and killing them for not converting to their faith. Right. Um, and so they weren't really happy with interlopers on their lands to begin with. So they staged raids on his property in the beginning and he built a tunnel under his house 
to protect his family during these raids. And the tunnel led from his, underneath his living room to the fam, family burial grounds. Okay. Which is already kind of creepy That's to a me. little weird. Why? Why not anywhere else? Like, I know. anywhere else. Why? Okay. Whatever. Um, so later, the when the natives had given up, unfortunately, they gave up and acquiesced to him having this land Mm -hmm. and they started to work for him on this land and whenever they would have to go underneath his house into this um, hallway whatever it is they reported seeing ghosts in that passage and that's kind of scary but it probably was ghosts of the indians that were killed the native americans right you know that were killed um workmen then later plotted to overthrow the governor who gave him the land and so the natives said that he had bad juju and that these bad acts on that land caused a curse on him he lost most of his property and most of his money and his son-in-law shot himself in 1876 on the property as well william workman is said to be one of the ghosts that has been seen haunting turnbull canyon Mm -hmm. it was after william workman's business failure that Turnbull, the the drunk Scottish immigrant, oh I see, became right. involved with the property. He worked with a bank, and so he was in charge of all these different lands and that kind of thing. He was known to be a drunkard. He was easily taken advantage of because of his drunkenness, um, and he made this deal with the Quakers and sold the land to the Quakers. Shortly after that sale, he was beaten up on the way to or from somewhere he doesn't remember because he was too drunk right and he comes into town he's all beaten up and black and and blue and the next day he died of an aneurysm oh yikes so he had had some clot come loose from the beating i guess yeah and the quakers were like oh he was such a good man for selling us this house and i mean this land and they named it after him hence turnbull canyon seems like a good idea very strange yeah Um, during the depression, rumors started about a kidnapping cult that used the site where they sold babies. They would kidnap and sell babies. Wonderful. There was also rumors that this, uh, kidnapping cult was really a satanic cult that sacrificed these children that they kidnapped. Okay. So there were children, um, murdered there. The oldest one being 12 years old, there's an alleged story that, this 12 year old was seen on this, um, altar. Oh, I see. Tied and murdered. Oh, okay. Okay. Although if someone saw that, I, I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's one of the rumors. Um, there was a recent anonymous source that said they found an old metal sign with the words "Die Jesus on it, which they said went towards it being a satanic cult. But someone else in the comments said, no, that property was owned by Jesus, somebody. And so Die Jesus was meant for that landowner who had issues with other local landowners. It's hard to say. That's unfortunate. I mean, I feel like either way is not great, but. Yeah. So, but it could, it could have been a satanic cult. And and that Die Jesus could have been part of their rituals or whatever. And a sane asylum was also apparently located somewhere in Turnbull Canyon. Because just why gets not? better and better. I feel like, you know, why, why not add to the mix? It flourished in the 1930s until it was burned down in the early 1940s. So 10 years. That's, you know, I feel like every time we talk about old timey insane asylums, they always end up burning down. 
which like granted they weren't great places they were not ideal uh at all in general they just weren't yeah. good um yeah. so maybe that's why they all burned down no information on whether they're burned down by people that used to be patients there or what but right i wouldn't blame it this place was not a nice place it was known for the torture and that's not surprising that kind of thing, i mean you know? insane asylums you know they don't they're not back in that time they didn't know medical treatment so they and there were not a lot of laws protecting the rights of certain people. Mm -hmm. And so it was very easy. Let's experiment on this person. There's no laws right. to protect them. They have no right. rights. So it's said that a psychic um, feeling remains over that, that area. Okay. So that if you're one of those sensitive people, like I think we are, yeah, you supposedly feel it when mm -hmm. you walk in there you know you look at this beautiful land because it is gorgeous out there it's in southern california right but you have this feeling that you can feel that psychic remnant of what happened there it's like an echo of emotion kind yeah of yeah uh sometime around 1962 a group of teenagers were partying on the room ruins of this insane, insane asylum and legend has it that one of the more daring boys was killed by the remains of a long dormant electroshock device, which pumped several thousand volts into his drug addled brain. I, would it even be active it anymore? It shouldn't be. Right. And so the rumor is that it was the ghost that did it. I guess he must have sat down, you know, I, I'm envisioning one of those chairs where they put that thing mm. around your head and put, bzz, you know. <laughs> In, into right, your right. little brain yes i'm sure that's what they were called thing. <laughs> yeah me and my words i am a writer um but i bet that if this is even true he sat down in that chair saying oh ha ha and, and right. somehow managed to be electrocuted. electrocuted so the idea is that a ghost did it yeah okay yeah um between skyline drive and descending drive which i don't know where these are because we've never been there we might have to go there now uh, there oh, is, whoa, 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 no. Yeah. False. Yeah. No. I want to go find it. Mm. it. This path, this meandering path is said to lead to the, to hell's gates. Ah, oh, yes. That's where I want to go on vacation. Yeah. No. We could <laughs> randonaut it. No. Yeah. No. Let's not go back to this randonaut thing. Yeah. No. That sounds like a horrible idea. I think it sounds great. Anyway. Yeah. I would be the first to die in a horror movie. <laughs> she didn't disagree okay no. <laughs> there were there were some actual verified events that took place here uh hence the bermuda triangle reference type thing there was the crash of flight 416 it was in 1952 and the la international airport control tower lost contact with lewis powell who was the captain of flight 416. uh the flight was supposed to land in inglewood california and at sometime around 3.30 in the morning and it never arrived. Um, they did find the remains of this plane and mm -hmm. everybody on board, of course, was killed. Right. They speculate that the reason the plane crashed was because he flew 10 feet too low because of some mysterious fog. And oh. I, don't, I don't know if they know this because he was in contact with the tower up until then. Or the black box. I don't know how much I, information that Back in 1952. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it crashed. Um, they said that its wings scraped the side of a narrow canyon. It spun out of control and nobody survived. So there's all those people that are supposed to be ghosts in that area as well. Got it. 
In October of 2002, a 17-year-old girl named Gloria was shot in the head um, on the road in Turnbull Canyon before being dragged by a car for four miles to Hacienda Heights. Wow. Her body was found at the crossroads of Hacienda Boulevard and Kalima Road, which people that live out there and listening to this may know where that is, but we, we can't no, picture yeah. it. It was speculated that, unbeknownst to her killers, her foot had gotten stuck in the seatbelt. So after they shot her, she was dragged for four miles. Um, allegedly, the killers were afraid that she was going to testify against them about a robbery that they had committed, and they decided to kill her as she was the only witness to their crime. Right, because a murder charge is better than a robbery charge. Right? Right? What the heck? I mean, I get it. Like, no one goes into murder, like, expecting, like, oh, yes, I'm going to get caught. But right. okay. Like, I know. come on. In March of 2011, an unidentified woman's body was found hidden in one of Turnbull, Turnbull Canyon's ravines. Parts of her body were missing. Oh, well, that's probably, like, animal. Could be. Yeah. According to the Whittier Daily News, I mean, she was found 10 feet deep in an embankment. Oh. With her left arm missing and her body heavily de decomposed. Her identity has still not been mm. uh, identified. She wow. has not been identified. Which, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of hiking trails up here. Right. She could have fallen and animals could have. I, I bet there are a lot of hiking incidents there. This is supposed to be a really famous area for hiking. Right. And it's really beautiful. Yeah, because everybody wants to go find the gates of hell. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yes, yes, I do. Listen, this is how you die. Okay? But, but, but I want to. Witnesses have experienced the ghosts of children, presumably the victims of that kidnapping slash satanic cult. Mm -hmm. And the figures are seen swinging by the neck from the limbs of trees. And if you wait long enough looking at them, they supposedly open their eyes. Okay, listen, why are you going to stand there I and know. wait and I would look be, at them? I'm out of here. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'll call the police, sure, and then I'll give a statement. But I'm not going to stay there and stare at those dead bodies until their eyes open, especially. Like, no. And then supposedly, this is another little tidbit, that Night Stalker that was a California killer. Yeah back in whenever that was mm -hmm. he supposedly was part of the turnbull canyon cult somehow i don't know how that timeline lines up because i don't i think he killed people in the 70s i could be wrong I don't know. and the cult was supposed to be in the 50s right. so i i don't know how that lines up but he was supposedly somehow connected to that turnbull canyon um cult hmm. And then on top of all that, somewhere in that 49,000 acres is supposed to be a gravi gravity hill spot. All right. Well, I'm fine with never visiting that one. I love those things. They are the coolest things. I don't understand why they are. What is it? The metal and the land? Is it aliens that came and did something? I think it's partially, I think depending on where it is or whatever, it's partially uh, illusion. And then partially there is something going. Because I definitely, like, when we went to the one in North Carolina, yes. I could definitely feel, like, I it made me feel it. dizzy, like, kind of weird thing. I felt so. that weird pressure. And, mm -hmm. yeah, there's yeah. definitely something to them. So definitely I would like to weird. find it. But this one is debated because it's very difficult to locate. So I don't, you know, they oh, haven't so made... people could have just been like, oh, there is one. I yeah. found it. Yeah. Then... They haven't made a tourist attraction out of it, like the mm -hmm. one in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So give them time. They might find it. Right. But that's all I've got. Oh, interesting. So, that's, yeah. a, that's another place to never visit ever. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to visit these places. No, no, we're not.
I appreciate the enthusiasm. However, I don't want to die. So how often is it that the daughter has more common sense than the mother? Don't know. You guys tell us. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We're still working on programming, not programming, but software to make this a better quality podcast. So if you all know anything, let us know. Yeah. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.